I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. It's only 13 payments of $19.99, but wait, there's more! talked earlier that we weren't going to go too much into the election and although this thing that happened this week is related it is not uh the story is not about the election in turn okay so there are a few new york rites of passage <laughs> that everybody needs to do you need to man slam into somebody who's texting on the sidewalk totally you need to steal someone else's cab you need to pass through the doors but uh, in on the subway when someone smells bad or someone's vomiting or it's too hot there's no ac what are else are some good ones you need to cry go... openly on the subway well you need to almost get hit by a car yeah yeah jaywalking oh, well both, or get both hit. of those happened to me got hit by a car and the thing that happened this week was i cried on the subway all right mm. tell now, us now i mm. cried on the subway a lot <laughs> but all the other times were embarrassing like i try not to i try not to give anybody the the satisfaction of knowing that something bothers me i'm a pretty i like to think i'm a pretty fucking fearless person i don't really care what you think of me if you think poorly of me, just turn off the podcast. Like, why are you listening? Why are you still listening? Why are you at this point? Is this <laughs> yeah. These are your thoughts. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I have no reason, I have no apologies for the life that I'm living and the person that I am. But crying on the subway is inherently embarrassing because mm. people take notice. New Yorkers don't give a fuck about each other until someone's crying. On the subway. And the reason, yes, and the reason they care is because it's rocking their world. They would like to go on their mundane train ride with nothing happening, with nothing to report. They're just playing Fruit Ninja and listening to Drake and they don't need to look up at you. But if you're crying, oh boy, the whole train cares. Mm. And all the other times, you know, there's a nice girl who hands you a tissue. <laughs> there's a guy who gives you a half smile because, like, I mean. They're awkward. They're awkward, <laughs> but it's also, like, it's hard to see a pretty girl cry. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I would imagine, you know, for anybody. I just call myself pretty, but, like, I'm Yes, sorry. and. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and. But, you know what, so, so. That is the circumstance of any normal cry on the subway. And it is, it's not a rare occurrence. Like, I think I see someone crying on the subway at least two or three times a month. It's not that weird. New York is, there's no private place in New York. Yeah, even, exactly. even in your own home. Often in your own home. Yeah, and if you, and I actually had to move out of a living situation one time because this girl who I shared a common space with, I was going through a breakup. And she would come home, and if I was even sniffling, she would come tearing out of her room, and she's like, oh my god, you're being such a little bitch, you need to get up off your ass and blah, blah, blah. Uh, That's not okay. Yeah, not okay. So the thing about crying on the subway is that no one should, no one shames you for doing it. I've never seen anyone get, like, mean looks. It's just, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. But yesterday, the day after the presidential election, was the day where... There have only been a few times in the history of New York City where crying openly on the subway was acceptable. I would say that yesterday to many people in this city was as emotional. It is not as big a tragedy as 9-11, but it was as emotionally affecting. It was shell-shocking. Sometimes the only thing you can do is cry. And I spent the whole day raising half-Korean, half-Jewish girls spending the afternoon with them answering questions about why someone who honestly believes that they are lesser of a human being than he is, that he could sexually assault them for the fun of doing it, 
that he could marginalize them and send them back to Korea because he doesn't understand them. I spent the whole afternoon answering questions like that. And then I got on the train and put some James Taylor in my ears. Yes! I'll do it. And Don't Let Me Be Lonely Tonight is a song about wanting to sleep with somebody, but it is also very applicable to (laughs) what I was going through. Just, like, the lyrics are so poignant. My favorite line is, Tell me lies and hold me tight. And you're like, yes, oh my god, I will just believe anything that you tell me. Like, I literally, just to give me any hope. And I'm sitting on the train, and there's a a black dude in a three-piece suit. There's a black woman and her, like, maybe 11 or 12-year-old son sleeping on her lap, like, with his head on her lap. There's another black woman listening to her music. There's a bunch of white girls like me. Everyone is dead silent. And I'm sitting across from maybe a 50-year-old woman who is clearly middle eastern her daughter is with her who's maybe 14 or 15 they're both crying everything is quiet i'm crying people down the car are crying what time is this if you don't mind me asking oh like seven at night six thirty like after a day at work okay yeah i mean i cried in the morning i woke up crying i went and got a bagel and then went back to sleep like it was it was a really long day but then i worked most of the day and then when i came home it was dead silent in that train car all these walks of life every single one of them considered by our president-elect to be lesser than and there are people so hopeless and i'm listening to don't let me be lonely tonight and i feel fucking stupid because i'm a wealthy white american like there's no there's no besides being a woman there is no reason for me to feel like i'm i'm not advantaged still that's that's my whole being i'm a woman and if you think that i'm not worthy of kindness or love or respect or safety like come on man like i can't even get on the train home without feeling like this was the worst day of my life yeah it was horrible and i honestly i really it was like it just felt like a national tragedy i can't explain it better than that Mm -hmm. but the upside to all of this is that crying on the train is supposed to be a very private, in-public moment. Yeah. But this one was a shared one where I could go crazy. I love when I can get away with doing something really dramatic and no one can judge me. <laughs> so then I'm, like, going for it, right? I'm like, right. well, I only get one chance yeah. at this. Yeah, So then I'm like, <laughs> sniffle, sniffle. Like and did <laughs> they know? Do we, like, it was very clear why you were oh, crying. Everybody. Okay. But okay. this woman, so the, I'm the, assuming it the was, Middle but... Eastern woman and her daughter sitting across from me are speaking Farsi to each other. And then at one point, the mother looks up and she, go, and she goes, excuse me. I take my earbuds out. I go, what? And she goes, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's just a really bad day. And she goes, yes, for all of us. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> but the, I was like going for it because like yeah. you only get one chance at this. You better go, girl. You better. What other go. reactions did you have? I'm like intrigued. The other white girls were staring at me and like were very understanding. Like you could, okay, you good. could. I sense... thought you were gonna say not. No, they, you could send. <laughs> and they were was... all wearing. I think there was only one person who didn't give a fuck. There was a black woman that was sitting alone, the one who was listening to her music. And she was, like, kind of looking around, but mostly just texting somebody. I don't. I think she was pretty desensitized. A lot of other people, the black woman who had her son with mm. her, she was looking around and giving smiles to people. The black dude that was wearing the suit, before he, he got off the train a few stops before me, but before he got off the train, he kind of gave me, like, a knowing look. It's and like making me realize that. 
Yeah, and I haven't really experienced that since, honestly, 9-11, where people were going out of their way to be nice to one another. Maybe Hurricane Sandy. Personal loss is devastating. And I think it's almost more rare to experience loss on such a grand scale because you're very, if, let's say you have a friend pass away, you're on the subway, you cry. No one's going to know why know. you're and upset. That's, and that's why it's embarrassing, you know, like, it, it, I, I, I don't know if the word is embarrassing, but you know what I mean. I told, right? It's just a different situation. But then in a case like this, it's a very rare situation to be surrounded by tens and tens of people who know exactly what is wrong and why you are sad. The, the, when else does that really happen? 9-11 is what I think of. Yeah. yeah. It's the only time where words didn't need to be spoken. Yeah. yeah. But people went out of their way to say them. You may not be ready to talk about the election, especially if you are what I like to think the rest of us are, open-minded and kind-hearted. Mm-hmm. But listening to other people talk about it, sometimes it, like, will fire you up. Yeah. Because you're like, I don't want to talk about it, even though I agree with you. Like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. But then the other, the other version is, like, quiet moments of understanding mm-hmm. and sometimes even that is is too much emo- the more people were being nice to me the more i was like oh Claire, yeah give it to them like it's so dramatic like come on like just because if i have one good cry well we're actors come i on. could let exactly. it I, there's a little bit of us there's a, room of actors. There's a little bit of us in but it. if i but if i get one good cry in i really do feel healthier on the other side like mm-hmm. i feel it may not be any better but the the weight has gotten slightly lighter. Yeah. Yeah. It's healthy. Like, even, like, in just in any situation where you need to cry it out, it, it's healthy. It's how you heal. Like, sometimes some people curse, and that helps them feel better. Some people cry, that helps them feel better. I think we're just teaching young women and, you know, like, I hate the term little girls, like, young women everywhere, but I think we're teaching them a really gross thing when we tell them not to cry. I even would... with dudes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Even with dudes. There's no I was such a crybaby as a kid. Well, the girls that I nanny, we talk about what is an important cry. So, like, yesterday the girls had a disagreement about where to get Froyo, and <laughs> the little one started crying because she didn't want to go to Pinkberry. She wanted 16 handles. And, as silly and you were as like, that this is, is not important. I said, will you please tell me one reason why you might actually, like, what is an important cry? And she said, when you miss somebody, Aww. I said, what's Aww. another important cry? And she goes, when someone dies, I go, what's another important cry? She goes, when someone makes fun of you. And I said, okay, does this sound like it's as important as those three things? And she goes, no, I just really don't want to go to Pink Fairy. <laughs> That's very endearing. I was like, okay, well, at least I know in my heart that she knows what the important yeah, cries exactly. are. This one I can That's discern good. as trying to get attention. Like, yeah. Speaking of which... They're Korean and Jewish. Yeah, that's the best combination of human being. And they're the most beautiful. They're they're so beautiful. They're gonna like, be serious man killers. Like this, and like this is a very like general gross statement, but like like half Asian and half other are like the most beautiful people on oh the face God, of this gorgeous. planet. Gorgeous. Like just yeah. When was the last time you guys cried in public? Not I'm, acting. You mean? Not acting. Okay. I don't know. Changes everything. <laughs> Like today, literally um. every every day of my life. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I ever have. Like at least in my adult life. Okay. Like maybe. At, well, I mean, I guess if I'm really thinking about it, it would have to do like something with like graduating college and like. Yeah. I know that I cried at the final curtain call of my last show at New Paltz because. It was this, like, all-around perfect storm experience, and it was my last show, and it was the end of, like, 
an amazing four years. A touching moment. It was very touching, and it was, yeah. That's mostly what I'm crying about, are, like, touching commercials and moments and videos of soldiers coming home to their dogs. Mm-hmm. That's mostly what I'm crying about. Well, I went to go and see um, The Humans um, mm. a couple weeks ago. That that made me cry. Yeah, that was most recent. So, a play. Well, oh. A shout out to Jack Lane, who is one of the producers on The Humans, who was yeah. my producer out at Stages St. Louis. He would be very oh, yeah? happy to know that you were touched in that way. It was Aww. very, it was one of my favorite shows. Yeah, it was really great. Well, I think that that's all I have to say about that. Sorry, I ramble on. So what Ian is that's always okay. so succinct about his, and mine is always like I'm figuring it out as I'm. Yeah, saying it. well, because I'm because I'm always like. I'm calculating the words in my head, too. Like, because I know that if I don't, I will run on and stuff. But, like, I think that was something I learned, like, in high school or college. It was just, like, how do I choose the right words and, like, that's it. Right. Well, when I edit Ian's sections of the podcast, there's always really big breaks, but he almost never says, um... That's like totally not he me. Talks, <laughs> he talks like Obama, where yeah. everything is second greatest compliment I've ever received. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great second com- greatest compliment I've ever down. received. Write that one down. That's I'm gonna tweet that shit later. Yeah. And your doppelganger's Miles Teller. And my doppelganger's Miles. I speak like Obama, but I look like Miles Teller. <laughs> okay, Shannon, Bannon, Wannon, Mannon. What is the thing that happened to you this week, Gert? Mine's actually very simple, and it, I actually don't know if it can totally be categorized as happy or sadder. It's just a thing that happened. Okay. That's um, all that matters. Ian knows this very well. I have a bunch of family out in Montana. Um, it is my favorite place on the planet Earth, and it always will be, and I'm going to retire there. Most, most people have not. Most people have gone I've to Colorado. I've been to like 46 states or whatever, but like Montana's oh, yeah. missing. It's the most beautiful place in the world. So my cousin sends me a, uh, tags me in a post on Facebook yesterday, and it's uh, a sweater that I can show you to the picture of. It's yeah. a sweater that says It's what? a sweater that says, I don't need therapy, I just need to go to Montana. <laughs> and uh, coincidentally, if there's anything that could do any percentage of making me feel better right now, it's this. So I purchased this, and I took about five minutes to just revel in the sheer bliss that that made me feel. Um, I love Montana more than anything, and I rarely buy things like that. And I'm very excited to get my sweatshirt, guys. I'm like super pumped I, to get my great. sweatshirt. Isn't it so fun to order stuff? Oh, it is so oh, fun. Yeah. Sometimes if I have a little too much to drink, I go outside um, and I go on Amazon Prime and I order underwear and socks. Yeah, you do. Just those two things specifically. I never do anything That's stupid. Amazing. I just order underwear and socks. I know there's uh, there's a YouTuber, Grace Helbig, and she talks about how like she'll get drunk and like order things on Amazon.com, but then she'll wake up like one morning and there'll be like a gazebo in her front yard. <laughs> She's like, That's what the amazing. Fuck? Gets me. What is it about like mountainous places that are just so chill? Like, I grew up some of the time in Colorado, but, like, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone has... Like, my dream vacation right now is Aspen. Mm. Like, yeah, I would like mm. to go there. I mean, not because it's, like, bougie and dramatic, but also because... <laughs> but also that. <laughs> but, like, what what is it about the mountains that, like, connotes serenity? You know, well, what, my family, um, they grew up on a farm that my uncle built with his own two hands. They've lived there to close to 40 years, maybe. Um, he built the house with his own two hands. Uh, they got three kids. Um, it is the most isolated place ever. Like, there's not really, <laughs> there's not really service up there. There's a bear that sometimes takes baths in the pond next to them. There's horses yeah. running in the See. front yard, the side yard. They had a pug farm. Uh, like she raised and bred pugs, which oh. is why I had a pug for twelve years. Um, it's the only way. It's a, it's the only place in my entire life that I can disconnect from what we've been raised and socialized to be attached to our phones and our 
our phones and our computers and Wi-Fi. Is there not where much I, signal there? There's not much signal where oh, they I live. I love that. And I don't feel lonely. It's the only place that I can disconnect and not feel lonely. Wow, that gets me, gets yeah, me choked up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, but, like, I, I mean, I love mountainous places. Like, mm-hmm. there's always such... Because, like, we all well, grew up in such... kind of has some plains, too. Like, what? what is the... It's ratio? You know, I would say it's mostly, at least, they're from... Uh, well, now they live in Bozeman. Let's just say Bozeman for now. It, it's, like, flat plains, but no matter where you look, at the in the distance, you'll see mountains. Okay. So it's, like, flat mountains. So, yeah. How do Same, Mon- same de- as Denver. <clears throat> Yeah, like, I think no it's, I, I've actually never been there, but I hear it's very similar to Colorado. How do the people of Montana feel about being neighbors with Canada? Like, is that, is that a, oh, like so a hop jealous. on over kind of thing? Uh, well, uh, Bozeman is not north, so I don't okay. know. I think that, I, I would actually be really interested to go and see what, you know, more the northern towns think about that. Because there are places in, in America where people live on one side of a state border and they go to school or they shop yeah, in, the, in the neighboring town. I think Montana is... In ways, it feels kind of like Texas in that it's, it's, it feels kind of like its own country. Like, you oh, get yeah. there and you're like, you are not affiliated with America. <laughs> I'm like, what? Are, because it's just so, um, I've just, and that's definitely me speaking, but I've never been anywhere like it and I've been to many, many But like, states. don't, but don't they feel the same way when they come to New York too? Like, it's that's just the thing. so vastly right. it's like, totally, this it, is a completely it, different it's country. It's the exact same, that's exactly my point. Like, I know that's just me speaking. I've just never been anywhere yeah. like it. So when's the next time you're going? Um, that's what I was going to ask. I went out this past summer. I'm going to try and go out again next summer. I'm very close with my family out there. And uh, I, we went to Hot Springs last time. I write a lot when I'm out there. Mm. I went out and, uh, with a friend and wrote a movie there two summers ago. Yes. Um, it's just, it's it's like, I call it, I always try, I try and get my parents to help me out with buying tickets when I go. And I say, guys, I need to go for my artistic rejuvenation. Ah! That's amazing. My dad's like, yeah, we can't write that off in taxes. And I'm like. Okay, but you can. <laughs> Maybe I can. Let's see what they artist say. Artist retreat. Artist Self, retreat. Self-imposed artist retreat. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's like totally what it is. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't that sound like the perfect vacation right now? And she had a horse. Yeah. Horses. Ooh, I love. Horses. I love animals. I was I never one horses. of the girls that got into horses. You know, like girls who had horses. Yeah. And everything. And yeah. That wasn't really my game. Yeah. I just remember. I was thinking of, like, I, there's, like, this listicle of, like, if every state were someone in high school. Oh, gosh. And Kentucky was the girl that's a little too obsessed with horses. That's really funny. <laughs> that's that's so super true. funny. It's so <laughs> I love that. Ian, where are some of your, where are some of your, like, escapes? Um, I like to escape up to New Paltz, where I went to college. Yeah, because it's also do. very um, spacious. There's always places I can go to find just a little bit of, like, Respite? Is that the term? Like Respite. Respite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, love going to Fort Tryon Park right here in New York. It right is here in right here New in New York, York City. City. <laughs> um, it's right, it's uptown where I used to live. Um, fields and like trails and stuff. And that's really where I like to go. Also, I'm really excited to go back to Colorado because um, I'm going to go and I'm going to be in Colorado for Thanksgiving. And, like, just f- for similar reasons that you that you were saying about your family, like, I have some of my best friends there. Yeah. Everything is just chill and low to the ground, and I just don't think about anything else in my life except for being there with some of my yeah. best friends. Well, any parting thoughts on our love of faraway places and the peace it brings us? I have one thing. Go ahead. Um, for those of you who have not yet seen the movie Into the Wild... Another thing Ian knows about me. Or read the book. Or read the book. I've read the book four times. I've seen the movie 
like 32 times. I love that movie. Emile Hirsch is a hottie McCotterson. Uh, oh, yeah. When you do go out and venture into whatever wild that may be for you, the last thing that Christopher McCandless wrote and the last thing that they found that he wrote was uh, something that said, happiness is only real when shared. So I think that despite the fact that you may want to go and isolate yourself in the wilderness, go and do it with people that you love. That is how you'll get the most out of it. Well said. Yeah. Wow, that got me. Yeah. Got All me. All right. Is it quiz time? Time for the quiz. Quiz time. What are you obsessed with right now? <laughs> Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I've just been reading a lot about him right now. Like like the past two days. What are you reading? His screenwriting stuff. I've been working on a movie for a very long time. Amazing. So I've just been. Are you a big fan of the walk and talk? Yeah. I'm a big fan of. He is, he is very interesting. He says in one of. Um, he, he often says I can't. I can't speak very well. It all needs to be written out. And I think that. I think it might be very true for him. And it's just, I just find him fascinating to listen to because it's just so interesting to me how eloquent one can be on a page and, and, and like, struggle to do that in person. And I, he says that he does that. I don't know. I get it. Yeah. Totally. Did you read the uh, do- the letter, open letter he published? Not yet. I saw it today. I did not it's read beautiful. it. It's beautiful. I'm sure it is. Open letter about what? He published an open letter to his daughter about Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I, I saw the clickbait, but I wasn't ready for it. I know. Those things make me cry. Yeah. Yeah. All right, question two. No matter how big or how small or how useful or how not, what are the three items you bring to your desert island if you were banished today? Chapstick. Awesome. What mm. flavor? Just the plain chapstick. Good. Practical. Plain chapstick. Uh, Violet crumble bars are oh, Australian right. candies that I grew up on. I love Australian licorice. I just discovered Oh, that. man. Australian. My parents are both Australian, so I ate. Can they send me some? Yeah, sure. They go back all the time. That was two. Number three would be my really, really comfortable underwear. Totally. Yeah. Can you plug the brand? Yeah, I actually I can because it's my brother's friend's brand. It's Wait, called, really? No, this is like they start, I think he, he What's had, the he was. What's brother's friend's name? Uh, his name is Greg Fass. Hey, Greg Fass. What um, up, Greg? Congrats on the undies, babe. They are called me undies. They're blowing up. Wait, they yeah. really are. They're, they're yeah. Plugged, they're plugged on throwing shade. Which is like so many. Oh, really? So many podcasts. Yes. Um, I don't really I think know. the Squars do. You Dude, they know are everybody. No, I just come from a town me where everyone undies, feels the it. undies for me. They are so... Yeah, wearing them now. They are <laughs> so... She's in a full-on squat right now, guys. So yeah, true. The underwear can hold up. I well, also, and also, Shannon was a gymnast. Yeah. So, like, gymnasts and dancers were both all like... I mean, as one does. You know, I really just gave some miles <laughs> around for her money last year. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, uh, under the the be- literally the best underwear ever. Oh you know how? So I said when I get drunk, I go on Amazon Prime. Every single time my brother gets drunk, my brother's twenty seven, he goes outside and orders ten pack of me undies. Yeah, that's like such a kind thing to do because he's supporting his friend's business. Yeah, but he doesn't care about that. He just wants some comfortable <laughs> underwear. I mean, but yeah, oh, but, but indirectly, underwear. A man that like when you finally see them in their home and you realize that they care about even the smallest detail, like the underwear, they're not buying the same kind that their mom got them in middle yeah. school. You know, like, yeah. so many guys are complacent about, like, picking the same brand that they're just used to. Right. Isn't that funny? Yeah. That does that. Kay. You are bringing chapstick, violet... Violet crumble bars. Crumble and bars. Violet, violet crumble. Like, like the flower. 
It's called Violet Crumble just because the the wrapping paper they come in is purple. Oh, fun. It's like it's like a honeycomb, but I've never had anything like it in America wow. ever, ever. What are you watching slash listening to right now? Like many people, I'm watching Westworld, which also has to do with the fact that that screenplay I was talking about is a similar genre. So I'm I'm using it as like inspiration as well. I watch a lot of um, I'm going through like a oldies judy garland phase i actually don't watch as many shows as i do films okay so i'm like the person who will lie down in bed and watch like classics because i think they're very important to study and to know if you um how many on the afi list do you have i don't know i actually was thinking about that the other day i'm very curious i only had like maybe 11 out of 100 that's i mean i would say most people 17 out of 100 most people are less than that i probably don't have that many i've watched portions of like 40 of them but all the way through like 17 i want to say you gotta send me that list because like i don't know what is on it but i'm I'm sure i've seen like a fraction i'd also like to talk about the other thing that i watched this morning which i almost used as my thing of the week because sometimes when the weeks are hard i wake up and i feel like an adult and I don't like it and I want to go back to my childhood so I go to my computer and I turn on Hey Arnold and every morning I'll yes. get dressed and do my makeup or put up my whatever clothes as I'm watching Hey Arnold. What's the That's Hey amazing. Arnold song? Classically Hey Arnold! Bum 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 Hey Arnold! Ian went for it and then stopped two bars in and said, I'm classically trained, and we cut him off. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's what I do at Nutcracker rehearsals. Like, we'll be talking about a part of the score and be like, Yeah, it's a part of it's like, Classically trained tenor here, no, opera singer. That's, that's one of me. the best humble brags, though, is when people are, you're like, I'm not warmed up. I mean, I'm classically trained. I, I love saying that like to back people. Like backdoor, bag, backdoor brags? Backdoor bragging, honey. I do that all the time. <laughs> is that, and are you listening to anything? Oh, listening. I listen to, I don't listen to anyone that's alive. I listen to classic rock in the 60s. Cool. I don't nice. listen to any modern music. Do you have, like, a favorite song? Um, House of the Rising Sun is one of my favorite Ooh. songs. Um, my dad loves Brown Eyed Girl. I love brown eyed girl which is funny because none of us have brown eyes alright question number four without looking at your phone and not including Ian or I who was the last person that you texted how am I supposed to know if I don't look at my phone well it's a pretty good guess uh last person my brother it was my brother ooh yeah my brother and I like best friends Dave hey Dave Sub David. Dave and I are very, very, very I don't very, think I've actually ever met close. your brother you haven't no oh man we're, you guys are really close we're like in, we're very close are you close in age He's three years older than me. Okay, this is the 27-year-old. Yeah, this is the 27-year-old. Is it just the two of you? Or you just have... the two of us. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. me and my brother, too. We're three years apart. Yeah. We also grew up overseas and traveling a lot. Both was... my parents are from all over. Was he also born in Hong Kong? He was born in Australia. Oh, okay. Was he also born in... Okay, casually <laughs> throw that in. Well, because... You were born in Hong Kong? I was born in Hong Kong. So are you... I'm a are... dual citizen. You're a dual citizen. But Australia and America. Do you I... have two passports? Yeah. Wow. I so have when to get the travel, other one renewed. So when you travel, do you have to show the TSA both of them? Go. No, you just show them one. But I travel on different passwords depending on where I'm going. Question five. Final question. Name someone, living or dead, that you may or may not know. Doesn't matter. Oh. One person that you wish well. 
this could be very easily answered in a political sphere, but I'm going to refrain from doing that. Oh, no, we do it every week. I wish the future of America well. The one thing that I will say is uh, on Wednesday morning at 3, I was at a watch party for the election until 3 a.m. Um, Oof. Yeah, and I it was it was an interesting party. I would not call it a party. And uh, uh, my roommate and I took an Uber home. I don't want to go into details, but the Uber driver was really upset. And I wish him well. Uh, I wish my brother well, because he's an emotional mess and needs to deal with his feelings. Whoa. The lampshade of it all. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a funny joke with us, because I'm the emotional person because I'm an actor. But he's seriously more emotional than I am. Um, and my parents. Yeah. All right. We wish them well, too. Same. Great. Shout out to your family. Shout out to the Walsh clan. Parental units. Yeah. Okay, well, now is the moment where you get to plug whatever you want. What are you working on? What do you want people to go watch from your past? Other things you like that you were not involved in? Okay. I will be coming out in... in You will be coming out. I will be coming out. Congratulations. (laughs) Go watch that. Go you watch need that. to call her man. He doesn't know it yet. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. I told you in this, but I, I can't. I don't think I can even talk about it. So I'll just say um, I have some voice work coming out that um, as soon as I know more about it, I'll put it on my Instagram, which is where I plug a bunch of projects. I just did a film that I'm super pumped about. It's an indie. That as well will go on Instagram as soon as I know the the path and route it's taking and we'll we'll link your insta and everything. okay cool. yeah stuff that i've watched that you should go watch that or stuff that i've been in that i like go and watch the law and order because it's the most seriously disturbing episode of law and order ever svu james vanderbeek is a, a predator in it let's just put it like Whoa. that and do you know the season and the episode number it's called father dearest okay it's season 13 i believe it's episode five I okay. know it's season 13, titles Father Dearest. It's You can find it. It's on Netflix now. Um, it already sounds creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's creepier than it can ever sound. Even it's fucking weird. Father Dearest. Let that take you where it will, and then go watch the episode, because it'll be more messed up than what you think now. NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour did a quiz with their roundtable of episodes. It, the question was, is it a paint color by Bear? Or the name of an SVU episode. Ah, that is so oh funny. My God. And a lot of them were, like, the answer was both. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. Because, I like, some some it. some were, like, yeah. patriotism, serenity. And you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. That's hysterical. But then, like, Father Dearest would be, like, a color for a nursery. Right, And it'd be exactly. like, whoa! So, like, <laughs> And then where, speaking of your Instagram, where can people find you on social media? So, social media, all my acting is through my Instagram. Okay. So anything related to the projects I'm working on will be through that. Shannon Walsh 22. At Shannon Walsh 22 on Instagram. Shannon Walsh 22 is the Instagram. All the upcoming stuff that I can't detail right now will be on there as well in the upcoming months. I'm still going to tag you on Twitter regardless. My Twitter, I just... It's sad, but it's fine. I, like, don't do it. I don't, like, what is it? <laughs> I don't know. Me. There's literally a photo I put there, and then I don't think I've tweeted since, like, 2012. Yeah, I, you know what I, my last tweet is? It's, like, belly buttons are the windows to the soul. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook memories has me, like, being reminded. At one point, I was saying really, like, 
dramatic things in high school, but like there'll be a tweet from two thousand or for the, uh, like a Facebook status from two thousand seven that's like or like two thousand eight. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. If college were mascara, I wouldn't be getting in because my application sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wow. just, I was just saying really like that's amazing pithy sixteen year old like, that's amazing. But then there'd be other ones where I'm where I'd be like going to the mall with like twenty L's and then like like six Go smileys. <laughs> And, You're and like, the, how did this person exist in well, me? And when Facebook, when the status was prompted by Claire is. Yeah. So now all my statuses just look like hoping for the best. Oh. Watching yeah. Kardashians. Yep. On my way to the spa. Like, and I, <laughs> it's I, like I, you're I, just I, updating <laughs> about the life. That's hysterical. That's like how moms tweet, like, on my way to the spa <laughs> with, like, 6,000 A's. <laughs> All right, Ian, where can people find you on social media? At iBroski on all the Facebook, not Facebook, on all the Twitter, Instagram, whatever. It's at iBroski. And you can find me at Womanship, like a lady on a boat. (laughs) And our website is thisweeksthing.com. Our email is thisweeksthing at gmail.com. You can find us on all handles at thisweeksthing. All we ask is that you consider donating to our GoFundMe, and you can find that on our website, we also desperately need rates and subscribes to the show. I say the word desperately, I mean it completely unironically. If you don't help us do that, then no one can find us, and we'd really love to spread the gospel yeah. of kindness. If you like what you hear even a little bit, please consider donating and definitely sharing, rate, subscribe, like, comment. Anything and everything is All appreciated. Yeah. Shannon, thank you so much for being with us. Of Shannon. course. This yeah, was the so best ever. I'm so happy I did it. Bro. We're the Girl. lucky we're the yes. luckiest ever to have a guest like Shannon. Yeah. Are you? We are. <laughs> we are. I feel I, I feel indebted to all our guests, but especially you just knowing that the moment we built the concept for the show, Ian was like, My friend Shannon has to be on. Oh yeah. Well, because, like, now, because when the first few years that we knew each other, it was, like, you were either in Connecticut or at Georgetown, right? Yeah. And I was either in New Paltz or in the city. Yeah. And now we're both finally in the city. And like, yeah, we knew what happened one day. Finally, yeah, we can Back finally here. see each other. Amazing. Well, again, thank you. And if no one has any other notes. I'm Ian Brodsky. I'm Claire Manship. And, and that, that was, was the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. Bye, y'all. Bye.